For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 125. Woo! It's been a second. Ooh. Yeah, man. We are on. We are live. It's been a minute since we've been on. I just realized that said every Thursday. It seems like we've been going every other Thursday lately, or Tuesday, or whatever the heck We, we got shit we going on, so. Yeah. We do. We do have that going on, so is what it is. Brom, as you can see, or Ben, is now the Unabomber, and <laughs> maybe good. we'll have to change the intro a little bit. I like that. He's, hey, hide that mouth. There we go. <laughs> we got everybody on the pod tonight, though. Yeah, full crew. We do. What's the we opposite do. of a skeleton crew? We've been over this, Jamie. It's it? a fleshy crew. A fleshy crew. Full and, then fresh, someone fleshy says crew. Fl- and then someone says a fleshlight crew. Nice. So that's well, the joke. Be Alex, probably. I'm just fast. Like I'm just fast forwarding through the joke. There you go. It's kind of like what this Dude. movie did. We watched tonight, right? Fast forward through all the jokes. <laughs> oh wow! Did Dude, it. he's getting. He wants to get right into it. No, I Dude, don't. I actually, don't. I... Let's let's specifically talk for the next hour without talking about the movie at all. All right, I, I can, can do, do it. That. I can yeah. do it. So. This is just a total, just out of left field question. You guys ever do something that you think is going to be like a good idea and you're really gung ho about it. And then after you do it, you just like feel like a total piece of trash. Like, why did I do that? Well, what do you mean piece of trash? Why would I feel like a piece of trash by doing it? Uh, or you, maybe you just regret it. You're like, maybe I shouldn't yeah, have no, done that. No, So when I, because <laughs> now I realize who I am inside. Oh, yeah. Did so you dye your beard? I dye what? your beard? No, I didn't yeah. dye my beard at all. This is all natural. Oh. Right here. Oh. But no. Uh, no, when I was when I first got to college, I when I had my first birthday while I was there, uh, and I, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great! I want to get a picture of my first birthday at college." And what I wanted my picture to be was me passed out on a roof of a building, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be fun! That'd be funny! Whatever!" I like that. But the only way to get onto the roof of the building was to hang out of a window and drop onto the like the the roof was kind of below a portion of uh, a building next to it or whatever. So there's a, a roof of another building. I'm in the building next to it, hanging out of a window, and I'm hanging on the window. And I'm like, as I'm hanging there, I'm like, this is a terrible idea. And I fell about a story and a half, and I tore up my hands trying to <laughs> scrambling against the wall, and I fell on my back. And everyone was like. Jamie's killed himself by trying to get a picture, basically. And then they had to make a human chain to pull me back up into the window. Because I couldn't shit, get up there. I was, on a, I was on a roof. There was nowhere else to go. That's insane. Yeah. That completely beats what I was even going to discuss. Yeah, it was so, a terrible. I mean, what's funny wow. is probably most you people. Have, a story and a half? Oh, yeah. I was, I was hanging and my feet, I, was, I realized that it was probably a full body length for me all the way from my feet down to the, the roof. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> Dude, that is... Crazy man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I fell. But then, yeah, then I had my hands all tired. I still have a scar on my pinky from it. But Humpty Dumpty. I feel, like that, fall, uh, right? I feel like that's out of Jamie's character. Well, if you knew me in college, a couple college stories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, it sounds like his. Although he was at a very prestigious school, his college experience doesn't sound 
wildly different than ours. Right. Other than that, they were just doing these really smart things on, behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. I'd wake up and I'd do homework the entire day, and then I'd do all the stuff that most people would do in college. Yeah. Kind of. Just crazy. Wow. Well, so what was your unreal. story? I didn't think. So, so Kyle, what was your story? Well, dude, no, no, I'm just going to feel like a total piece of trash. I didn't feel like trash because even... I, I didn't feel like trash after. I just felt like an idiot. Oh, okay. All right. That was so stupid. I was, it's no secret that many of us like to play games. So I was like, oh, you know, I just got this cabinet because I was like, I need to put my game somewhere. So I was like, how many games do I have? So on my lunch day, I was like, I'm going to inventory all my games, see what I've got. And then the, just the sheer amount of video games that I own made me wonder, like, at what point does this go from just gaming into hoarding? And I was like, I don't, I don't really understand. So, how many physical games do you guys think that I would I own? Three hundred and fifty. No, no way. There's no way he has three hundred and fifty. Come on, was he got combined? a game dungeon in his house? Can't combine. Maybe, dude. I don't think so. I think you have sixty-four. I'm still going to go okay. lower. I'm still going. I'm going 180. I think that's feasible. Okay. Alex, any guesses? 69. And this this is across, <laughs> I guess I should let you guys know, this is this is across like from Game Boy all the way up to PS5, but like I sold my PS1 and PS2 years ago, so yeah. I don't have those anymore. Yeah, so I actually changed my answer. I'm also going a 69. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Hundred and ninety-six. Oh, now never mind. I didn't change my answer. Physical, I had a perfect answer. <laughs> physical copies, and then uh, I haven't even finished cataloging these, but three hundred ninety-eight digitals. Wow, it's all that digital. Doggy, <laughs> that's like, whoa, <laughs> my god, I could. I'm I'm about to the point where I could play a different game every day of the year. Game yeah, or life, so I don't, bro. Sorry, yeah. I can. Sorry, game, I forgot how many life, days bro. are in a year because I'm an idiot. Yeah, so I don't. I actually don't think that's hoarding at all. That's perfectly reasonable to have that many games. If you get to all that right, many good. VHS tapes, then we're gonna have a talk. That's true. Yeah. And I did. I have like two. So okay, because you gave them actually, all to me. No, I lied. I have a <laughs> bunch of family videos I'm converting, so I have more than two. But so what? What's this? What's this podcast about? Oh, Dude, right. Nobody even knows, man. What is this? Listeners, what is what is this? What is this? If what you were looking life? at our faces and you tuned into this right now, you'd be like, what is this? What the hell is this? You got a guy hiding behind a... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Look at us. That guy's drinking wine. I'm drinking Crispy Boys. A couple green screens. I got a Periscope Pale Water. What are you sober now? Yep, going dry. He needs to replenish all his fluids. I'm a dry guy. Like Fred Durst. Okay, he's a dry guy. (laughs) Die, 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 die. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. 
Doesn't get old. Yes. Doesn't get old. Submersion. Did Alex Did say anything during that I just want to know, are we streaming? Yeah. Can anybody see it? I haven't I haven't been able to see it, but I stopped, it I stopped trying. I stopped trying. trying. I stopped trying because it didn't Twitter. seem to be coming Wonderful. Check us out on twitch.tv slash Mac East Studios. Great. It's actually on uh, my stream. So uh, screw personal that up. stream. Burr, burr, burr. So is that a problem because you're getting so many viewers right now in your personal stream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fine. What a jackass. All right. Anyways. Yep. Screwed that up. But we are live on my own stream. So Nice. What? Let's get down to brass tacks. We got we to get any business because I don't even remember do. much about this movie. And there's no yeah. uh, description online. So it may take a while of bumbling through this plot to really don't hammer worry. down. I take exactly some good notes. I'm good. Yeah, I know. See, I, I rely on you, Kyle. And I'm glad you're here. And I appreciate you. And I see you. Right. And I hear you. And I feel wow, you. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Unabomber, what did we watch? <laughs> Wait, why me? We got we to gotta get Alex some airtime here. I think this oh, is his, true. This he's is been, his he's thing. He's been down there just twiddling his fingers down there. Twiddling, so. twiddling something. Oh. oh, that's why his camera's not don't, on? Is that don't what you're saying? Don't take pot shots at the poor guy. Hey, G-rated podcast. As we're drinking on it, <laughs> I think you've already been swearing. Yeah, hey, fuck off. Oh. Yeah, and get a, you're gonna you're gonna get an earful of one of my jokes later. It might be about a piece of some anatomy, if you know what I mean. All right, Alex, what do we watch? Ding dong. Well, uh, we watched a movie called Going Under, and it was directed by Mark W. Travis. Mm-hmm. And from what I can see, it's also known as Dive. Yes, with an exclamation point, to be very clear. Now, I, I've i really enjoyed this movie, and if at any point you guys ruin it, I will be making a sound, and you're going to have to revise the statement to make it more in line with my kind of rating. All right. I see. So, you, so you can't say anything bad about it. All this right. movie is about as close to perfect as we're going to get. Can we get a sample of the sound so we know what to listen for? It'll be something different each time. Okay. I just don't know. All right. This was uh, from 1991, by the way. Yes. And it, it has starred Bill Pullman, which everyone obviously knows from a number of films, including another spoof film, because this is a spoof film uh, called Spaceballs, uh, which is what I first knew him from. But then most people might say, oh, he's the president from Independence Day. Uh, and then we have like Wendy Shaw, and she was like a, from a whole bunch of stuff back in the day and then robert vaughn's in there and we've seen him before he was in virus that japanese film uh and then virus. ned yeah the ned Beatty, who we've seen a bunch of times obviously uh and uh he shows up again i think this may be our last one for ned although that, that may be wrong he may show up in a couple other submarine ones but i think this may be our third or fourth ned Beatty film that we Is it really i think so yeah I think so. Um, but yeah. What so, else did we watch him in? Uh, well, so he was in Grey Lady Down, right? Okay. Oh, so this is not going to be the last one for us. So he was also he's also in 1941, which is a, another comedy uh, film that involves. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, and then he was also in, there's another one he was in. I swear to God, there's another one he's in. Well, it's not worth me going through all of his things, but I'm pretty sure we saw him in something else as well. I believe he... Well, whatever. Well, under the else. alias Ned Beatty Harris, he's been in quite a few movies. Um, yes, and that may come up later. 
okay. his affiliation with Ed Harris. Um, so, yeah, so we got Going Under, uh, starring Bill Pullman and Ned Beatty. And it's important to say Ned Beatty because he starts off this film. So we're jumping right into it, guys. So you better get your last comments in before we start. Good to go. You're the best, Ned. Get it. So Ned's sitting there and he's like loving life. He's basically like kind of a sleazy department of defense guy uh, who's got a deal going with with uh, Vaughn, who's the head of a defense contractor. And they've got it all sorted out where they're really slow rolling uh, all kinds of stuff. He's like rubber stamping all this like expenditures. He's like, boom, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Just having money kind of rolling and just spending money to get money. So basically, like, what it costs that much, but it's going to be a kickback. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. So he keeps on, like, rolling money back to himself. And Vaughn is this contractor who's slow rolling the building of a new stealth submarine. They keep on talking about that. Stealth submarine. And it's the, uh, what, substandard. The USS standard. So they can call it substandard. Get it? You guys yeah, get it? Very Did you good. get it, though? Because it's, it's sub- very good. Standard. I picked it up. They, they were putting on... it down. I was there picking it up. Yeah, they, they put it down a lot, actually. They said it quite a bit. Cl- um, clever AF. Mm-hmm. And but all of a sudden, uh, Ned he's called into a meeting with like the head of the or the, the head secretary of defense or something like that, and he's for whatever reason a spoof of uh, Mister Rogers. He like comes in I, and he's like singing, so bizarre, and he like puts on a little sweater, actually kind of like a sweater like I'm wearing today. Puts on a sweater, and then he like puts on some. Did like, you plan that? No, plan no, no. I just I was just wearing this. This is my normal everyday attire. Uh, and he's basically like, Hey, the president really wants a sub standard in the water in a week. And then Betty's like, you got to understand how these things happen. And he's like, no, that's actually going to, how it's, that's how it's going to be. We're going, we need it. We need it. And it's going to happen. And so Ned kind of freaks out, runs to Vaughn. And it's basically like, we got to get this in the water in a week. And Vaughn's like, not happy about this at all. He needs the money. It's more about getting money. So what is he going to do? Well, he's going to set up this whole situation that, okay, yeah, we're going to put something in the water. You find someone who is definitely going to screw it up and we're going to start a war. And that's how I'm going to be making money now is once there's a war, you're going to need all kinds of stuff for me and I'll, you know, make my money that way. So like, don't even worry about it. And so they are like, who could possibly fuck this up the most? We get a little flashback to Bill Pullman. And he was a former slash current submarine captain who beached a submarine basically because he was so afraid of tight spaces and water and giving commands that he froze up and just rammed his boat right onto the beach. Right, guys? Yes. That, that is yes. correct. I just got to bring you guys into this. How are you feeling about the movie at this point? Are you loving it? Are you laughing? Are you living? I was, I was laughing. By this yeah, point, I knew Alex what the movie was. <laughs> I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, but realized very quickly this is something a la like Hot Shots or what were the others? Space Airplane, balls. Spaceballs, sort of. I guess, yeah. yeah. No, Spaceballs. I guess was more specific to exactly yeah. what I was spoofing. This is more of yeah, you're right. Like a, more like an airplane where they make their own narrative and bring in some spoofs here and there. Uh, but anyways, Naked, naked he's, Gun. They, yeah, that's so, another good example. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a Naked Gun came out in '91 as well. Maybe Naked Gun Three or something like that. Yeah, I I, I, well, 
I can get into it, but it, the book that kind of details comedies or military comedies actually said how it's weird that it's supposed. It seems like it was made as a spoof, but then they didn't really spoof very much and instead made it more like a police academy film. So it's much more like a police academy band of misfits doing good than anything else, which is accurate. But uh, so, anyways, he's like uh, he screwed he screwed up, but he was he's basically lived a life of. Like a golden life of some sorts. He was a high school kid who threw the winning touchdown. Everyone adores him. They're like, Biff, Biff, Biff. We love you. We love you, Biff, Biff. And he just can't, you know, he basically wilts under pressure uh, in, the, in the case of uh, being underwater and being in a contained space. So anyways, Ned Beatty's like, that's, a, that's my guy. And so he comes out of his session with his psychotherapist uh, because he's trying to work through all these things. And he's like, Biff, you are now the captain of the substandard. And he's like, what? Like, he can't even believe that he would be given that uh, position. Um, and he wants to get out. He doesn't even want to be the captain. And so he goes uh, to the bar and he's like chilling there and all his friends love him. He's trying to escape. They're, they're going to arrest him and, and force him to be the captain. And he like, you know, runs to the bar and like to avoid them and Everyone's like congratulating him. They want him to like reenact his thing. He bumps into his ex-girlfriend and is like, oh, shit, this lady. Right, guys? Kind of. I mean, he like what? He throws a drink right on her. Yeah. And then he, uh, to try to hide from some other guys, he like kisses her real quick. Oh, yeah, that's she right. Yeah. Having yeah. That. She is not yeah. having that. And I also did not appreciate it because she did not consent to that kiss, guys. It's very so true. I didn't like it. Um, and yeah, so he's eventually dragged out of the bar cause he's, you know, being forced to be the captain dragged all the way to, uh, what is, you know, kind of a crimson tide. Even this was before crimson tide came out, but kind of like a launching of this boat and it looks very impressive. This, this big like sail of a, a submarine and you're like, well, look at that big sail. And he goes up and he's basically like, congratulations, you're the captain. And he is walked directly on there by even despite his, um, despite not wanting to be on there and goes onto the submarine and goes behind like a, a wood facade and just like a piece of shit submarine that he's walking onto. Oh yeah. And at this point they have a very long and actually reminiscing about it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Joke about them having hats that have very long brims. <laughs> Insanely long. Uh, I mean like it was what, like a foot and a half long yeah. or something. Everybody had these hats on. I'm not sure why, but it does tickle me a little bit. Just like all There's the gags. There's no reason. The there physical was just gags. nothing. And then they kept them because at one point, like, the rest of the film, one of the guys had it rolled up like a like a sardine can. Like you could see that he had rolled up his the brim of his hat. I don't know. There's something, there was something so silly and great joke. about that one. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, actually. But anyway, see, they keep on like hitting each other with the brims of these hats, uh, trying to look under each other's hats. Like they can't see each other under these giant brims of hats. And he goes down, he's meeting other people, and they're all just, like, the worst. They're, like, the worst crew. They're a police academy uh, type crew. Uh, one's it, even a kid. Yeah, one's, like, a little kid. A kid genius, which you'd think you wouldn't – you'd just get a regular kid, not just – I mean, a kid genius seems like a good idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. a genius. I, I like the sonar tech, though. It's, like, some, what, 85-year-old woman yeah. who's just, like, Also competent. Also good at her job. Yeah. Um, another one who's, like, who wields under pressure similarly, like, he can't handle tests and that kind of stuff. The communications officer yeah, who's yeah. horrible with communication. Right. And goes down the, the thing, meeting all the people, and gets to someone where like, oh, this was more or less their political officer, someone who's been put on there for launch because 
uh, they want to make sure that they've got an eye on them from like the Pentagon. And who is it? Who is it, guys? <gasps> is it his? No, it. No way. It can't be. They wouldn't do that in a movie. They wouldn't put his ex girlfriend on a submarine with him, would they? They did. And so it's his ex girlfriend. Oh. And they're like hitting each other with the brims of their hats. That's great. Uh, and then eventually he takes off his hat because it's getting in the way. And he hits the uh, the bridge. And they're like, he's like, time to launch, ready to go. But no one's on the bridge. And, you know, eventually that's like a joke or something. It's like, get everyone in here. <laughs> not, even, not, not even that funny. There's also a mole. Mr. Mole is on the submarine. Uh, and he's like hiding out. He's trying to like uh, sabotage uh, the submarine at every turn. Um, so anyways, they have, they're kind of, they start cruising. And they're basically, first way that they're going to try, that Ned Biddy's going to try to destroy their submarine is send them to the abyss, starting at Harris. The abyss. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, no one's ever survived the abyss. And this is where it starts to like stumble a little bit of exactly how they like just seemed a failure to take something from the page and put it on screen because they were like, no one's ever survived the abyss. They go to the abyss, they dive into the abyss, and then they just like leave the abyss. And everyone's like, how do they survive the abyss? Like they're like trying to fix things. They're making sure things aren't crushing from crush depths and stuff like that. But really they go down, they stop diving, they stop themselves from crushing and they leave. And Ned Beatty's like, how did they survive? So it's like, well, it's obvious how they survived. Yeah, they, they just uh, they left. just stopped diving and then they left. And they here they sure even they use some of the tricks that we've seen in some of the more serious movies. Or maybe did they do it in Down Periscope? I'm having a hard time remembering where they hang the string up in between. Yes, they did the hole and the okay, yeah. And so well, and we just saw it in in uh, in the Gazi attack. Gazi yeah. attack, yeah. The yeah. What is it, man? Every once in a while, we'll just watch these movies and it'll just be. String, 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 string. Yeah. Don't yeah. So, it. I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess one of the good things that comes out of this whole like abyss scenario is that Biff, uh, Bill Pullman's character, he kind of endears himself to the crew a little bit because he goes down to help them stop the leak uh, or stop the crush of the hull from happening and kind of gets everyone together and hops on to like a a rod hops on a rod and uh fixes the problem you know now kyle, on a rod. Uh, yeah, kyle so i am a, losing a little bit of exactly what the next thing that happened here so he's i know so ned Beatty takes control yeah oh so, wait yeah sorry that's what we were just talking about right and he's trying to take it down yeah because that's the thing he that, that's what yeah so they they had said like that switching control to home he had tried to crush them by going to the abyss, and then they were just like switching back to us and left. And Ned Biddy's like, yeah. "How did they survive?" It's like because they took away your control. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, they did that. And then at this point, also, Bill Pullman is freaking out. He has to. He he kind of escapes into this image room that we were shown earlier in the movie, where he spends quite a long portion of the movie hanging out in and. Uh, it's just basically like a giant virtual reality simulation and he's golfing in there for a really long time. And then at this point, uh, he's kind of just delegated his duties and they now have to go into Russian waters to get a nuclear bomb off of a satellite that is going to crash into the water. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. So I think it was basically Ned Biddy's like, what's going on? Vaughn was like, 
you're doing a shit job. I'm going to take control. And he crashes his own satellite into Russian waters, which has a nuclear bomb on it. And at this point, yeah, you're right. Biff is like, things are going great. Thank God this is just a training mission. We'll be heading home soon. And uh, his ex-girlfriend's like, actually, I just got the real uh, commands. We This is a real mission now. We have to go to this uh, satellite. And he heads into the image room. And he's, yeah, you're right. He spends a huge amount of time there, now that I'm thinking about it. I was it. shocked. I couldn't believe how much time he spent in that room. Because gone, he's gone for a while at this point. There's a lot of going back and forth. There's some people with some really bad Russian accents uh, who, and this is another scene that I actually enjoyed, where they- Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, oh, the, yeah, oh, yeah poor show was good. Where it's it's the U.S. and the and the Russians, and the Russians are like, oh, they're trying to trick us. They're being all tricky. Look at this submarine. It's the substandard. We know about it. It's a stealth submarine. It's their new weapon. We've got the the Pink November. Now, that's not the joke that I enjoyed, because Pink November is a horrible name and barely a spoof. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, just a mistake. They shouldn't have done that. Uh, but at this point, they're also like playing kind of games with each other, like war games with each other. And they keep on like upping the ante. And they're like, how about this? And you see like a bunch of like destroyers going and like, when well, what about that? And there's like pushing a bunch of buttons and like planes start going and they keep on going yeah, back and it's forth. Just, it's uh, pretty funny. And they just keep saying at one point, it just starts cutting. They're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and they smack a button. The other one's, oh yeah. They yeah. just keep doing it. And that goes on for a decent amount of time until yeah. eventually they punch through the wall and then they're both on the opposite sides of yeah. the room from each yeah. other. What I enjoyed is how how joyful they seemed at each one. They're like, ho, 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 when they see like what the other person did, like just how oh, happy yeah, they yeah. are. They're like, oh, that's pretty good. But how about that one? Uh, yeah. With all these warships, and but I mean, it was it was nice because you're like, okay, this is this is Cold War stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, well here's this. Oh yeah, well then here's this. Just yeah, over and over and over again. And so um, they kind of have to deal. Is this where they have to deal with the Pink November briefly? How do they get to the satellite? Yeah. How do they so get they to the satellite to, again? They have to escape, and instead of oh, our right. sub having the Caterpillar drive, which is something we would have seen in the Hunt for Red October. They have the ability to turn the submarine into like a whale. Right. Uh, and so it looks like it's a biologic and can no longer be de- detected as a submarine. And so they keep on switching back and forth. It has a whale face the, on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they keep on switching back and forth between it because there's, there's a whaling boat that is attacking them <laughs> yeah. uh, when they pretend to be a whale. And then they get torpedo shot at them whenever they pretend to be a submarine. And they kind of go back and forth uh, between those two things for a while. And eventually they turn into like a sled or something, right, guys? They like leap out of the ocean. Oh, that that is. It was like yeah, a bobsled. Yeah, yeah, it's it become like a bobsled. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, cool runnings, man. Yeah. And they yeah, smash through like ice. That and they, was, so that was, that's a little bit later because right now they have to go, they're in Russian waters and they have to get to the satellite with the nuclear bomb on it. Right. And once they get it, they realize that this saddle, this nuclear bomb cannot be disarmed because I think it says right in the manual, right? This cannot be disarmed. Right. And so they're going to tow the satellite to the abyss and drop it off there. Yeah. So I, then, think, I think that's how, well, how they get to the satellite is by turning into a bobsled, I believe. This is afterwards though, right? They have to escape. They have they to have escape to the Russian armada. That's and then they become a. That's when they do the, the football. They stuff. shoot out of the water, yeah, and they're like fly up a mountain. Then they become the bobsled, and then they eventually they get away. I don't think you're right. I don't think about the order of events on this one. I think it is, man. I don't think so. 
but that's okay. I mean, because that's the thing. When we recap these movies, it's more of an amorphous description of the film. Uh, things could happen out of order. Things could happen not at all. Things could happen. Thing. And But one thing we do know is at this point, Bill Pullman, he gets his nickname. That's why they call him the Pool Man, because he pulls down that zipper and he pulls out that man at this point. <laughs> Oh As he becomes the captain that we need to go <laughs> out in the mini sub. doing anything for like 30 minutes, <laughs> and that's what gets him. <laughs> Dude, that was funny. <laughs> and so then they, he jumps in the mini sub. He like gets all his things because they get him back from the from the simulator, and he get, gets into the mini sub, and he goes over, and yeah, he finds that the the uh, nuclear bomb is not um, able to be disarmed, and he's got the mole there too, and he leaves him behind. Uh, in the in the uh, satellite, but comes back and is basically like, yeah, we're fucked. We're screwed. They're like, okay, well, we don't have anything left. And the timing here is all funny because at some point they're like, we have 13 seconds left. And it's like 12 minutes later, <laughs> they finally yeah. de- deposit the bomb. But, uh, you know, it's all screwed up that way. But uh, at this point, they're basically like, we're, we have no recourse. What do we do? We're going to blow up and start a war with Russia. And he's like, hold on, let me uh, give me a second. And Bill Pullman, he calls up Joe Namath and is like, Joe. And Joe's like... He's also Na- a submarine captain, right? Yeah. And Joe Namath is basically like, you've got to punt. In this situation, you've got to punt. You cannot... You just, you know, punt the punt the satellite and get out of there. And he's like, okay. But Biff, he's not about that. He's like, okay, yeah, we're going to punt. We're going to punt. Everyone, we're going to punt. We're going to punt. We're going to punt. And the Russian, every, all, the Russian armada is like, okay, they're, they're going to punt. And so they drop back with the satellite. And like, okay, they're going to punt. And then oh, it's a fake. And everyone's like, it's a fake, it's a fake, it's a fake. And they have this whole football scene where they go around and the uh, Pink November is chasing them. And it's like, are they going to make it? 30, 20, 10. And they make it to the finish line. They go through the goalposts and the Pink November hits the goalpost and crashes. Uh, and they are able to get to where the abyss is and they only have like 10 seconds left. And like, we gotta, now we can drop the, uh, the satellite into the abyss. It'll explode harmlessly down there. Like... But they, when they start to do it and they pull the chain to do it, it gets stuck. And they're like, oh, well, we're screwed. Uh, so everyone's going to die. And they like say their prayers and all that stuff. But then it explodes and everyone's fine. And it turns out who comes out of the smoke but the mole himself, the guy who's been trying to sabotage them this whole time, who has used his scythe that he had apparently uh, to cut the chain of the satellite and have it drop into the abyss. And they are now heroes. They're no longer a band of misfits. Biff is a forever captain of the substandard and gets to make sweet, sweet love to, I actually should say, right, instead of calling her just his ex-girlfriend, because now he's not. she's not her, his ex-girlfriend anymore. Her name is Jan, Jan Michaels. She is Jan, she is Jan Michaels. Biff and Jan back together again, smooching Woo. on the beach. There we go. That's it. Oh, and then, uh, and then uh, Ned Beatty gets arrested. Which, oh yeah, he does. And Robert Vaughn totally sells him out. Right. And Robert Vaughn's totally fine. He's setting us up for the sequel. Go, going yes. even further under. The Which, end. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, it wasn't that the best is. description, I'm going to say. We uh, we could have done better. That's what I'd say. I give it a, right. I give our description a three out of ten. Great. Wonderful. I think you're being too harsh. Really? Yeah. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. If you want to watch it, this movie is kind of harder to find, but it you is. can rent it on Amazon. I think that's where uh, we got it. So. so it's not that hard to find. 
Very correct. Not that hard. You just gotta you gotta be really rich. Be able to spend three bucks willy nilly. Okay, <laughs> willy nilly. In sure. this economy, <laughs> yeah. In all economies, I know. Trying to get those stimulus checks passed, man, so we can get more of these movies on deck. Heck yeah! All right. Okay, should we get into some ratings here? I think Alex should start because I know what he's going to I think us. he should. Uh, we don't want him to get too worked up if anybody says he's going to buzz us if we say something wrong, right? That's, that's still the game. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was planning on doing. But, you know, this, this movie was actually, it was pretty good. It had a lot of good references and spoofs. And, I mean, the whole thing wasn't, it wasn't bad. You know, when, when you're watching something like this, you're going to, you're going to, first probably think why why am i watching this what am i that stupid and if you just keep plowing through it no it's actually pretty good you know there is some production value to it which is okay you know i don't know if they necessarily filmed it like in a sound stage or not but it didn't look like some of these crappy other submarines that we've seen before and i really liked how you know the captain's chair it was what was it like a recliner, a plaid yeah. recliner? That was a nice little touch, you know. Makes it homey. It was funny. I was laughing quite a bit. I kind of like the Star Trek stuff that they were throwing in there too, like the hollow deck. And then at the end, he did a captain's log. Captain's log, right? And that was pretty funny. Uh, the pink November thing, although pretty weak, it was pretty funny how they were joking about it. I, I don't know. There was football. There's Mr. Rogers. I mean, Joe Namath was in it. There was a lot of cool stuff. Sub action was great. Very realistic. Very believable. Coming out of the water, being a bobsled. Loved sure. it. If I, if, if you, if you're going to tell me I have to give a rating, which I feel like you guys are going to tell me I have it's, to give it's a rating. It's actually required by law. Yep. Yeah, this is going to come in at like a 9.92 mm-hmm. out of 12. Really good. Great writing, great camera work, great acting, great story. Editing was on par. Yeah, camera camera work was great. Everyone everyone who watched this movie the whole way through will love it. I guarantee it. Oh, so it's like a it's like a that suits from a Men's Warehouse. You're going to like the way Not you look. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> yep. Hmm. What I what I give it a nine point nine two. Yep. Yeah. I bumped that up a little. Nine point nine three. That sounds better. Gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna oh, ask. Oh, I was actually. I go. was legitimately go. gonna ask you what made it so I didn't get a nine point nine three. But now I know the answer is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I can jump in. I always do number two. Um, I'm not going to be as <laughs> exuberant. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't even yeah, pun not intended. <laughs> Poop not joke. It's not even a pun. Uh, but I'm not going to be as exuberant as uh, Alex here. I I thought this as I recapped it. I think I enjoyed it more thinking about scenes than necessarily actually watching the movie. Like the actual stretch of time. I think probably I'd say. <laughs> 87% of it uh, was kind of forgettable. And then there's a solid 13 to 14% of this movie uh, that I enjoyed, like Long Hats. That was kind of fun. 
and some other aspects of the movie and mostly the long hats. And, um, uh, so, you know, it's not, it's not the worst. It's not the best kind of boring. I like the production though. I was a little surprised just how good, I mean, it really is almost like a Spaceballs, uh, definitely a police academy, uh, level production. So it looks good. Um, despite it being not uh, maybe as funny as one would think it would be given that it's supposed to be a comedy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to come in maybe not a 9.93, but maybe more like, uh, maybe more like a three and a half, you know? So kind of like a 9.93. Almost. Um, I'm going to down, I'm going to downgrade it cause I didn't laugh very much. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just make that out of four, and then it's then it's on par. It's oh, pretty good. Perfect. That's there true. You go. Yeah, there you go. yeah. But it is out of ten slash twelve. Was uh, was Down Periscope like this, or was it more of just like a conventional <laughs> comedy with a more cohesive plot structure, less of the sp- so, satire and spoofs and all that? Yeah, yeah. More of a more of a traditional okay comedy, and much so more this, kind this of. This is kind of one of a kind the, in that regard, right? Yes, yeah. I would say this is well, the only the only This is probably the closest thing to Down Periscope that we've seen since then. Yes, but yeah, Down Periscope actually has some like pretty serious sub stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is a very this is a very different type of comedy. This is a police academy, hot shots, naked gun style of comedy. Yeah, I don't know. What do they call the it? Send ups, send ups or yeah. spoofs, parodies? Yeah, I'd almost say the closest thing comedy-wise might have been Russians are coming. Russians are coming. But, yeah, uh, I could uh, see that. Oh, that movie was hilarious. Uh, I liked it better. Yeah, I like that one better than this one, I think. But uh, yeah, anyways. Yep. Yeah, so that's where I come in. Three and a half. Out of four. Well, out of whatever you want it to be out of. Okay, I'll jump who's in. Gone, who's going next? There we go. I will jump in. Uh, kill that dead air. Um, so I was excited to see this. Um, not necessarily before I got into it, but once I started watching, I realized, oh, I, I was again seeing like this was going to be like a, a parody or send up because uh, I didn't think we had seen anything like this yet to this point, and um, I thought it would be pretty cool uh, to see what they would do to. Um, riff on you know various submarine movies uh ultimately I, a little let down though I, jamie mentioned it was a little boring and and definitely wasn't as as strong as um like a, a naked gun or hot shots or whatnot um but uh, still had its funny moments uh, my, my particularly favorite moment um we definitely wouldn't have gotten mentioned in the recap there uh, just because it was such a, a non sequitur. But when the guy was like looking into the, it was kind of near the end of the movie, uh, there's a guy, a radar tech or sonar tech or whatever, looking into one of the monitors, you know, the goggles and whatnot. Right. And the guy, uh, one of his superiors asked him a question. So he pulled his head away and you could see the glow of the screen, the green <laughs> sonar screen on his face. You could see the glow on it. And uh, it looked looked very good. And then he stood up uh, to re- to report his findings, and the glow was still on his face. So it was obviously just, uh, like a, a glow in the dark paint that was on his face. It was really funny. I thought that was a good good joke. Um, but uh, that was my favorite moment. Um, but there were several good ones. I liked a lot of stuff they were doing in the uh, imaging chamber or whatever they called it. Uh, 
Bill Pullman playing golf and adopting this British persona uh, as he lost his mind. Um, but uh, ultimately, again, not the strongest of these style of movies. I actually enjoyed watching a lot of those uh, growing up, um, The Naked Guns and Charlie Sheen and Hot Shots. Uh, I'd say this is probably the weakest of any of those that I remember. Again, that was a long time ago. I'm going to give it a... I'll go to four. Yeah, you actually kind of convinced me. I'm going to bump mine up to a four. There's, there were things I, I enjoyed about it, different moments of it, and enough that I think I shouldn't shouldn't get into that three and a half. It should and be a four. And on the uniqueness of it, I think it, it Yes, it is definitely very point, different. I actually, and, and if someone was like, oh, should I watch it? I'd be like, it's actually an interesting watch. Just from, from a spoof point of view, there's not many things. There are certain types of spoofs that are out there. You know, you have your scary movie or a... Uh, Whatever. Yeah, scary movies and that kind of stuff. And the, all those that were all made by the same people. Um, mm-hmm. Meet the Spartans, all those really silly ones. But I don't think there's much exactly like this one. Especially a military spoof exactly like this with the submarine stuff. No, it doesn't really exist. It's pretty much it. Yeah, I think this would actually be something I would recommend to an actual submariner. Oh, God, they hate if it. If they though. haven't seen it. Huh? Like yeah, if if I recommended it. it to someone, I feel like they would hate it. They'd be like, why did you recommend right, it? Right, but I think just to <laughs> illustrate it, the uniqueness of it, because everything else right. has already been done four, five, six times over as we're starting to find out. But this fills a unique space, and uh, definitely it sounds like it goes a different direction from Down Periscope, which a lot of yeah, submariners sure. describe as the most accurate for portraying life on a submarine. Um, this, I, I don't think, would uh, win that accolade. <laughs> Probably not. No. Zach, you want to go next? You want me to go? I'll go. I'll go. Just, just shut, your, shut your damn mouth. I'll go. All right. <laughs> um, well, Gloves I, are off, man. Well, I can't say much else that hasn't already been said. I mean, you guys have already been saying it, right? Like, it's going to be the airplane-esque, spies-like-us-esque, Spaceballs-esque. It's just this wasn't as good as all those. So still not bad. Maybe on the right night, laying on the right grass, you might really mm. like this movie. You know what I mean? But if you're not, and I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not, maybe, maybe you'll like it, maybe you don't. Um, the good thing is, is that you're not going to go to a theater's and see this, you're going to have the choice to turn it off if you don't like it. So give it a shot if it's on. If not, that's okay. Watch one of the other mini movies we've reco- we've um, recovered. We've, we've covered on this beautiful podcast. Thank you. Um, can I just you said what, – What was your rating? <laughs> yeah, what was your rating? Um, <laughs> uh, dude, um, I knew that. My rating was a – 5.25. Okay. No, I guess it, you said during your review, you were like, if it's on, if it's just kind of on, then, you know, just watch it. In what scenario is this movie actually on other than if you rent it via Amazon? Like you're you're at a friend's house and you pass out, you wake up and your friend mm-hmm. rented this movie and it's just I on. Yeah. I see. So it just like happens to be on because he specifically went and rented going yeah. under while you were passed out. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Guys, get a, favorite film. get a load of this. Hot Shots, 
and Naked Gun two and a half came out in nineteen ninety one as as well. So this was the was year, quite the time. The year of the send up. Nineteen ninety one was hilarious. Right. Hot, Hot Shots was the Air Force um, kind of a spoof on um, Top Gun, uh, but actually it was really good reviews six point eight and uh, Naked Gun two and a half got a six point nine. So proving that. Uh, those movies were actually very well regarded at the time, unlike uh, Going Under. All right. Well, I think Kyle is the only one left uh, to do a review. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, are you ready to do this? He's not. He's not ready to do this. Come on, Kyle, you he's dumb had, bitch. He's I don't even technical difficulties. I don't even think oh. you watched the movie. Uh, yeah, hey, pretty everybody. Much. Oh, I'm great. Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Thank God you got your... <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I was just greasing up my beard <laughs> for my doctor wife. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyways, it's my turn. I will give a review. Uh, uh, I was fond of this movie. Late 90s television and have since found it on DVD to watch. In this, <laughs> I changed voices. I'm trying yeah. to read this no, other you review went, for you, you went straight, and that's good because I think that's right. I think you should go straight into love it or hate it. And I want to hear okay. hate it first. Hate it first. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> hate it's going to be the longer of the two. That's fine. Okay. <clears throat> this comes from my guy, S. Zigma. August. What? That's it. Mm-hmm. S. Zigma. August 26th, 2008. Sounds like Ligma. Ligma what? Ligma nuts. No. <laughs> Bad. Worse. Worst. Totally awful. This movie. Mm. Wow. Here we go. Oh my God. This is the typical example of someone standing in line at the supermarket and coming up with a bad idea. Mm. Oh, naming a submarine (laughs) substandard. How funny. Let's make a movie of it. And then instead of going home and forgetting about it, he goes home, writes a few pages of script without even trying to make up something more funny. And then comes the unbelievable part. He manages to persuade a producer and Bill Pullman to make this movie. Go see Down Periscope if you want to see a submarine movie and have fun. And forget that precious raw material was ever wasted on this hashtag and sign at sign exclamation point. One out of ten. Nobody found that helpful either, it said. Really? I feel like that is helpful. He's even pointing them to another movie to watch. That is helpful. I disagree. Uh, who comes up with ideas in a movie or a, a checkout line, though? Yeah, that seems like a, something specific to his life. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he has yeah, a lot of bad I, ideas. Yeah. But I mean, I... Maybe if you know, maybe that's maybe that's the viewer challenge, maybe or listener challenge. Maybe all of us, the next time we're in a convenience store or a grocery store, have to think up a plot of a movie and then we share it live on our on our podcast. Mm. That's a good idea. 
Hey, Kyle's back. back. Yeah. Yes, I am. Technical like difficulties. I've still got you already got, you, yeah, you already gave your review. Um, it didn't really go anywhere. It kind of rambled for a while, and you didn't actually yeah. give a score. You said you were very so, fond of it. I yeah, did. did sound like you're very I could still yeah. see the video, and I think I did see Zach say Kyle's a bitch. So I think <laughs> I, I think I read his lips pretty darn well on that. Whatever you got, you got said, love it now. No, he said Kyle's yeah. a witch. Oh, we a should witch? burn him at the stake. Yeah. He said Kyle's yeah. on the bench because your mic oh. cut out. Yeah, um, I misheard it too. Interesting. All right. I, yeah, but let me get through love it. Just shut up. Let me get through love it. <laughs> this comes from Spirit Lifter, August 29th, 2019. Good old fashioned 80s spoof. I love it. Short sweet wow. 91. That's it. But there's two more five-star reviews. The other one says, movie legend, five out of five. And the other one says, I love this movie. It's done the same way as Spaceballs. Silly fun. Not inaccurate. I mean, yeah, that's very true. So, Kyle, is that your review, too? I'll hop, in. I'll hop in. I'll hop in here now. Twelve out of twelve. Yeah. After uh, a few technical issues, I think, like Zach said, we talked about a lot of this stuff. When I was watching, I thought, okay, really feeling Spaceballs vibes with this movie, but it just wasn't landing the way that Spaceballs does. Like my mind instantly goes to that scene in Spaceballs where they're comb in the desert and like comb the desert and the guy's like man we ain't found shit and that's one of my favorite parts of that movie i don't know why i just love that um it's a great part guile it is is a good it is a good part (laughs) and like we we didn't have anything i don't know that was just like so short and just like wow that was great we had some stuff that tried to be like that but necessarily wasn't i was really particularly having a good time with we talked about ratcheting up the cold war stuff uh just you know you send this i'll send this well you're gonna send that i'm gonna send this and just kept going on and on and on and the football scene at the end to me was just so bizarre american there was some good stuff what was that the sound alex you haven't been beeping anybody have you that I mean, it, you know, it was very American. American, the sport of America, it's very football, true. You know, yeah. that's why they did it. It's true. It's not, yeah, it's not true. Funny intro. And we did have like the Goodyear blimp there, and yeah. like yeah, you know, bump mine up one more point zero one. Right, so nine point nine four four. Yeah. That's correct. Right. Yeah. And what we did have right when they got on the sub, and he kept saying like it's time to launch, and everybody thought it was time for lunch. And mm. the guy pulled out a banana. I was like, That's fucking oh, funny. Man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I we had that going thing. on. And honestly, like when we started <laughs> this, and my gut feeling after I watched it was, you know, I think Jamie, like you said, you just, you're like, as we talk about it more, maybe, maybe you like it a little bit better. But when I was I think watching mind, it, I yeah. didn't particularly enjoy it. I think your mind has thrown away all the parts you didn't like. And it's just preserving some kernels. Yeah, I mean, and that's... And now you're like, yeah. Yeah, I know. But there's not there's not enough there 
And so, uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to give it like a three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that evens it up pretty low. well. I think that, that kind of puts it down there. No, it's good. That's good. All right. So I'm going to blast through my part. Just really, really blast through it. Um, as I mentioned before the, the podcast, or maybe earlier in the podcast, uh, Hal Erickson wrote a book called Military Comedy Films, a critical survey and filmography of Hollywood releases since 1918. Obviously picking that date because uh, of uh, World War One and the advent of uh, films. Uh, but and he originally in the book, he kind of even wrote that he had hoped he wouldn't have to write about it. He basically was only doing Hollywood releases, quote unquote, meaning theatrical releases. And to, as far as he knew, this film was never released to theaters, which is actually still on the Wikipedia page as saying never released in theaters. He wrote, writes in the book, though, that you can clearly find that there must have been showings because there are a number of reviews in newspapers talking about the reaction of audiences and the fact that the reviewer watched it in a theater. So it had some uh, level of theatrical release, just not a huge amount. But anyways, in that book, he writes, unlike A Man Called Sarge, going under actually indicates that some thought and money went into its preparation. So positive note uh, compared to another one that he clearly didn't like. He said, while the production values are not lavish, they are at least up to 1990s theatrical feature standards. Uh, so Wikipedia uses that as the quote. It cuts off the part where he says the big problem is that uh, it's just not funny. Uh, I think that happens like right after he they make that quote. But anyways, yes, it was released. Uh, it was filmed in 1990 as a film called Dive and released uh, straight to v- VHS, according uh, to Wikipedia, at uh, August on August 23rd, um, 1991. Uh, so that's pretty much all the, the there's not much trivia uh, for going under. Um, besides that, um, that's pretty much it. So instead, and I usually would jump over to something like Jeopardy or something, but I was interested, instead of asking Jeopardy questions, random trivia questions, I did want to ask, what were your guys' favorite spoof films? Spaceballs. Uh, so yeah. you should be Spaceballs. Yeah. That's the one that's kind of like the the main guy. Yeah, that one's really funny. I haven't seen Spaceballs. Let's see, see if we're missing any. What about Austin? Oh, yeah. you consider Austin Powers? I do. Yes. I Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah. I like Robin Hood Men in Tights a lot. Dude. God, there's so many good ones, though. Like, Yeah, Robin Hood Men in Tights is what, that. Alex, that, that you, you were about to say it. What was that one you were about to say? Me? Yeah, you. Air, oh, Airplane. Yeah. Airplane, airplane. is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think one we're we're probably missing is that I do very much enjoy MacGruber. Mm. And MacGruber's a, a solid uh, spoof film. Again, it's another one that's kind of like a specific uh, spoof film. Uh, then you have oh. things like Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, and Shaun of the Dead. I know Hot mine. Fuzz is um, I know mine. Oh What's man. Oh, well, I don't. All I right, will. do you consider Monty Python the Holy Grail spoof movie? Is it a spoof movie? What's eh, a spoof? Maybe film? not a spoof movie. I don't know. I thought you were going to – is Zombieland a spoof movie? I think that's considered a spoof movie. But, yeah. Zach, what I'm talking about here <laughs> – I'll take a yeah. pound of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. Yeah, a little Kung Pao. <laughs> Kung Pao Kung under the good. fist. Dude, I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> Me too. That movie yeah. is amazing. My word. That's a lot of nuts. I'm going to throw out another one. Walk hard. 
the Dewey Cox story. Oh, that's I have a, a really good one. I need, I heart. saw that movie in theaters and hated it, so I need to see it again. Oh, it's very my good. Gosh. And I do want to throw out in terms of the much more what what now I think would be typically thought of as being spoof movies, things like scary movies, and those, those guys. are spoof movies. No, I know I'm saying that I think nowadays that's what people would think of when they think oh. of a spoof movie it would be something like a scary movie where it really scary. does like it kind of like smushes together like a million different parodies. Scary movie than two is like, really good. Yeah, but not another teen movie. I, find I remember quite that funny. movie. Mm, yeah, yeah. So Alex, I, what I about this is Spinal Tap? You really like that one, right? Oh my god, I totally forgot about that one. Yes, yeah. that movie is hilarious. And Young Frankenstein, we got this. This is Spinal Tap's amazing. Spinal Tap is so funny. It was I like actually, that one better than Best in Show. Dude, that was referenced oh my god, in a game Best I was playing. Fucking phenomenal. So, anyways, I didn't want to open up, but it does tell you just all the different. Um, just the many flavors of parody that are out there in the end. It's uh, like your weekly ice ones. cream. Yeah. Oh, and I'm seeing one on this list. So a movie that I watched like every day when I was a kid, UHF, they have listed as a parody oh, film. Oh, dude, that's a heck of oh, a movie. That's, love UHS. UHF. That's Weird Al, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like my favorite movie growing up was Weird Al. Now, this one site has Team America listed as a spoof movie. See, I think that's the thing. In the end, it's uh, it's like there's a bunch of different flavors of spoof. Be. It's kind of, and then there's ones that are very much like very strong parodies here. Like UHF is a parody because all his uh, his imagination scenes are parodies. Yeah, and like <laughs> in the beginning when they they spoof uh, Indiana Jones and stuff like that when he's oh, yeah. in his imagination, and so his all that stuff are parodies. But it, you know, it's mixed in with a much more. Um, uh, much more uh, straightforward narrative. It's funny. I, 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 I love this movie. Watch it all the time when I was a kid, like literally all the time, sometimes like every day for stretches. And I'm just seeing now on Wikipedia, it says released internationally as the Vidiot from UHF. That was the name, the Vidiot from UHF. Really? From Idiot UHF? With a v on the front. Yeah. The Vidiot from UHF was the name of this oh. film in the international release. Galaxy Quest on here. Yeah. Galaxy Quest is a really popular one. That's a good movie. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to finish up with a little uh, little Phantom Zone. Do you have the... Oh. Engage the Phantom. That man's voice. Love it. Uh, this isn't even... It's not even worth really going through too much because Bill Pullman, obviously, Independence Day. Ned Beatty, obviously, we mentioned in a number of uh, films, including 1941 and... Uh, and uh, Great Lady Down, and then uh, Robert Vaughn, who we saw in Virus. So there's a number Windy of people Shoal that we as already well. saw. Uh, what was she in? Inner Space. Oh yeah, Inner Space. That's right. And so, um, you know, I've used. I actually think I've used this film a number of times in previous uh, times because jumping through 1941 to this uh, forwards is a pretty easy way um, to get some, from some obscure older films um, to the newer films. Uh, but I did want to talk about it. It was kind of interesting because, you know, obviously Bill Pullman, this was 1991. Uh, Spaceballs was 1987, I think. So really not that long after that. He's another uh, parody film. And he had just started working in Hollywood when he did, when he got to um, Spaceballs. Like he got to L.A. He was like a professor before. And then he got to L.A. and in 1986 and got a starring role in Spaceballs. And it was like pretty much his first role he ever did. Uh, was being the lead in Spaceballs. That's a hell of a and, 
Yeah, and and I think Ed Harris would say the same thing because he was really wanting that. He was like in every day calling people up, auditioning over and over again, being I want this role. And but they gave it to Bill Pullman, and he was like, "Motherfucker!" And and so when Going Under was coming up, he's like, "I am not losing another role to Bill Pullman," and he took intensive he took a, a whole year's worth of submarine training he actually became a captain of a submarine an actual captain he didn't even not even for a movie role he uh enlisted into the navy and became a captain of a submarine and for an entire year was a captain of a submarine he got a he already had an eight pack but he got a 10 pack um just to to for the movie uh which is very difficult i don't know if you guys have you ever done that I tried to get a 10 pack no nope nope okay well it's very difficult um i can only get six or seven uh, packs, but uh, and so so he had done all this stuff. He really got real greased up, ready for day one. They actually gave him the role. They were like, "Yes, you've beat up Bill Pullman." And Bill Pullman was like, "Fuck you, Ed Harris." And he's like, "Fuck you, Bill Pullman. Fuck you right back." And uh, they, you know, and he got got him out of the way. Showed up the first day. Who's there on set? Ned Beatty. And he's like, "Bro, uh, Ed Harris Beatty." Ned Beatty, I, and he had to he remembered he had sworn he would never work with his brother again after touring Germany in the circus and was like, no way. I can't even, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. So after all that work, he had to leave the project. It's like a well-known story. It's crazy. It's the first time I've heard it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's weird though, because it's so well-known, bro. Well, yeah, especially, I mean, it is a, it's a huge part of their biopic, the Beatty brothers. And you know what? Happy belated birthday, Ed Harris. 70 oh. years young. That's right. Yeah. 70 years old. Ugh. We missed it. We're sorry. He looks, he, he doesn't look a day under 67. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him since uh, Geostorm, so I'm not... I have to check. I have to check in on him. Make sure he's doing okay. Yeah. All right. It's time for subs worldwide. So it's been. I think it's been a while, right, since I've had an actual sub here to talk about. But I figured I would do it. I would looked. I was like, "What's the fastest built submarine ever?" So I wanted to find something because this was built in a week. So I was like, oh, we'll see. But the, all my search results got me was the fastest submarine. Also happened to be very expensive. So I was like, I'll go ahead and use that one because the submarine, the USS substandard was also quote unquote expensive. Um, the Russian K222, a Project 661 submarine is actually the only Project 661 submarine built, the only one, also known as the Ancher or Ankar. I don't know how to pronounce this stuff. Class, uh, NATO classifies it as the Papa class. So in 1958, Communist Papa. Party of... <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how they say it when they would see it coming through. <laughs> Papa! Uh, the Communist Party of the USSR wanted a high-speed submarine built and so they want it they get what they want they designed the submarine with a titanium hull so it's very lightweight and strong although that does lead to some issues because the russian navy had not really ever worked 
with titanium on this level. So they had to figure out all kinds of new ways to get this thing manufactured. And another problem with titanium is that it is slightly magnetic. And sometimes sea mines go off of magnetism. So not the safest method to keep your boys safe. The sub has a rounded bow and two or just twin screws, two screws in the back. Ooh, is that, would that be for twin immersion? We can do a little twin screw action. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Twin screwing. Yeah. You can get that going. Uh, and so like I'd mentioned with the special techniques to uh, work on titanium, Russians actually had to get these sheds that they would fill with argon gas so they could work on them in there. And you'd have to wear like a moon suit when you're in there working on the submarine. Specs for this thing. It is 350 feet, 9 inches long, has a beam of 38 feet, 1 inch, has two nuclear reactors on it, can be out at sea for 70 days, has a test depth of 1,312 feet, 4 inches, and it can hold 82 and 25 of them being officers. Now, the big thing with the submarine is that they wanted it to be fast. They said, we want the fastest submarine ever built. Did they get it? Oh, yeah. What do you guys think this submarine can do? Underwater, fastest submarine, still to this day holds the record for the fastest submarine. Um, I'm going to say it's doing a clean 70 miles per hour. Okay. Underwater? Underwater. I'll go 18 miles per hour. Okay. It's writing a 10. 19. Oh, nice. price is right. Here we go. All right, Alex, what do you got? I, just so I'm clear, this is about how fast this submarine is traveling underwater. Correct. <laughs> I'm going to say like 40 knots. Okay. Let me get out my handy-dandy calculator here, Alex. Wait, isn't that 20, miles, dandy, no isn't that 20 miles per hour? Knots That's 20 miles per no. That is that's 46 miles per hour. Okay. okay. The closest without going over is Alex. Hmm. At, uh, this submarine, so 40 knots, ladies and gentlemen, translates into 46 miles per hour. This submarine was clocked at going 51 miles an hour hmm. underwater. Wow. That's that's. Pretty fast. That's, that's really fast. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really fast. So, I mean, I think yeah. the Virginia class, you know, like the U.S. is new submarines fast. I think they're going maybe 35 is their top speed. Huh. What's funny is after they got that, achieved that speed, they actually went back to the military and they were like, you know what, a little too fast. Well, Kyle. funny you say funny you say that, Jamie. So when they when they were going that fast, the submarine would generate a ton of noise. It said that it would generate about a hundred decibels of noise inside the uh, inside the submarine. And I was trying to look it up, you know, see what's that about. And that's about the equivalent of being on a construction site. And mm -hmm. um, 
when they're going that fast, damage to the exterior of the submarine also did occur. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little fast. Yeah, a little, a little too fast. <laughs> Uh, but what was really impressive, I mean, even with it being that loud, this submarine wasn't detected by the Americans until 1981, and it was launched in, sorry, I thought I let you guys know that, launched in 1969. Took six wow. years to build, so laid down in 63, commissioned in 69. Not detected till 81. Yeah, I know, pretty crazy. Probably because it was so loud, we were listening to it, we're like, there's no fucking way that's a submarine. <laughs> Nobody would ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bomb going off. Uh, so, for weapons, it had four torpedo tubes. It held 12 torpedoes. And one of the main things that they wanted to do with the sub is uh, turn it into like an anti-ship missile submarine. So they used the P-70 Amethyst uh, missiles and so something that blew my mind. I had no idea they had to they had to invent these missiles. So before they had these, the Soviet Union had to have their subs if they were going to launch a sub to whatever missile, sit on the surface for thirty minutes until they could get that missile launched, which is a little dangerous for them, right? You don't want to. You're not trying to sit exposed that long. Uh, so the P-70 could be launched underwater. However, they were shortly replaced uh, right after they were made. Only 200 of them were actually made. And while this movie we watched, uh, you know, took a week to build a submarine, as I'd mentioned, this took six years to build. Uh, finished, commissioned in 1969, decommissioned in 84. So once the Americans detected, they were like, get this out of here, we're done with it. Finally, it was scrapped in 2010. Kind of crazy because this submarine was never designed to actually have the nuclear reactors taken out. So when they scrapped it, they had to do it with nuclear reactors still in it, um, which is not really safe. Uh, this is also made famous in a Tom Clancy book called Red mm -hmm. Storm Rising, which is also a game that I've been trying to get my hands on. But it's like a DOS game or Commodore 64 mm. game. It's not it's not made its way to Windows, so I have to got the DOS box. Might have to try to find that and uh, see what we can do. But I bet I bet Patrick could help you with that. We, we do some really old. We we play some really old games, and so we've done some abandonware. He's got ways of playing things that no longer even sold. They just kind of exist as. Well, uh, floating around. I will have to talk to them then. Uh, so a lot of this information uh, you can find in a the article called The Soviet's Golden Fish Missile Submarine Still Holds the Record as the World's Fastest, written by Josik, Joseph eh, Trevithick from February 13th, 2019 on thedrive.com. So you can find that there. And as always, Wikipedia has plenty of good information as well. But that's what I've got for subs worldwide. Kyle, uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, K nineteen, the Widowmaker, was a famously rushed through production submarine. Although, that's right. I'm assuming Ooh. you already talked about that. I think when we did the uh, K I know that's the thing. Is it's I'm trying to cover ones that I haven't. 
haven't done before and when we're 125 episodes in i know i've taken some episodes off but that one was rushed through production so fast that 11 people died before it even made it to sea wow that is uh, no bueno no siree bob i don't approve all right uh should we go to brown Typically, the news, if Alex has some. I know, but Alex did. I, th- I feel like he may have jailbroke for a second to go do something. <gasps> Not sure he's here right now. Oh, did he say something? Or are we just yeah, guessing? Yeah, I think he's He left, okay. man. He abandoned right, us. Gone. He's gone. Just accept it. He's not here. Okay, Brom. Link me in. Link me in. Tube three, ready Tube to fire, six. sir. Commence the countdown. All right, so for my countdown this week, uh, we watched a, you know, less than stellar movie um, from uh, the year 1991. Um, IMDb argues it was a sucky movie, and uh, so I actually have top five sucky facts from 1991. You guys uh, probably don't know this. I mean, you're, you're, all, you're all complaining about 2020, but, you know, 1991 actually, upon doing a little bit of research, was actually a pretty sucky year. Um, no, joking hey, were you in a, joking were you in a recession aside. or something? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, some, what was it? The, the race riots, probably. Yeah, there was uh, Rodney King riots, stuff like that. But, um Here's my top five sucky facts from 1991. And the facts themselves are also pretty sucky. Uh, Number five, Silence of the Lambs was the only good movie to come out in 1991. This uh, this comes from me, this fact. (laughs) Uh, But uh, doing some research, uh, Silence of the Lambs, only good movie to come out in 1991. You can look it up. There's really not much else to choose from. There was like uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I'm right now. I don't think Some so. I don't think so. Right. Hook. Point Break. You Robin can make it Hood. Oh, uh, Hook all right, came Point out? Break's pretty That's soon. That's fucking yeah. better than that. Okay. Pretty slim picking. I'm looking. Uh, all right. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> no. Yep. I just, I just Googled 1991 like an idiot. There we go. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I can't. Two? Terminator That's 2 is one said, of the greatest Term- movies ever made. What- Delirious with John Candy. Came- An American Tale, Five O Goes West. Oh, my God. This is a great year. We got <laughs> Turtles 2. I think it's a sucky year. Number four. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, the Disney Beauty movie. and the Beast. That's that pretty good. But you're right. I mean, some one. of these... The other ones nominated for the big awards are Curly I mean, Sue. I'm, I'm not joking. Like, if you actually look uh, across media, there's actually some articles you can read about it where people say what happened in 1991. And let me finish my, my well, top yeah, five. So here. usually, usually what happened? Usually what happens is that when you start a decade, things are a little because they're still trying to feel out what, <gasps> what you know how things are changing. When Point you end break. is usually when things are good. So whatever. City Slickers. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get through these five. <laughs> Go, Brown. Get to the point. The point break. Four. Number four, Motown Philly was the only great song to drop in 1991. 
See, I wouldn't know so much about this. Other you songs? Get, or they're... Look at the top 100 songs from 1991. There's an article called The Music Sucked in 1991. Check it out by D. Barefoot. And he is completely right. You got to get to number 11, Motown Philly, before you find a good song on here. Like a great song. There's a couple good songs. So I... So I want to sex you up. Not good. I that's honestly in my top five of, of 1991. I love I love that song. I'm a big New Jack fan. Um, so pretty much all my songs from 1991 would probably be New Jack songs. I don't yeah. even I, Aisha, recognize on here. our boys from Atlantic Rim released OPP that year, man. OPP, that's a good one. You down with I OPP? Said, I don't. I'm down with recognize OPP. any of this stuff. This music. Enter Sandman? I feel, how no, you feeling about that one? I so that, uh, this guy speculates, uh, and some other people speculate, this is what gave birth to the grunge movement because the music was so bad in 1991. Um, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and um, Smashing Pumpkins all came out with uh, a feature album that year. Uh, but even even okay. groups like uh, Faith No More, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, and Blind Melon didn't drop any albums that year. So Dude, big missed you, opportunity. Tom, go to Tom three, Petty, but, Learning to Fly. That's a good yeah, one. My, Michael Bolton, When a Man Loves a Woman. Ooh, now we're talking, man. Now we're talking. All right. All right. Some other number really three of my sucky facts from 1991. 1991 was not the year I was born. So Sucks. Okay. Um, very fortunate for me, uh, unfortunate for the world at large. Um, I wasn't born that year. Uh, number two in sports, uh, some really crappy teams won, uh, the big trophies that year. The New York Giants beat the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 25. They couldn't even get a, they couldn't even get one team to be outside of the state of New York. They had to have both teams from like, where's the diversity there? That sucks. And then, I don't know if you guys have heard of this shithole country, but the Minnesota Twins beat the Atlanta That's Braves right. in the World Series. Wowzers. You got to give, give Minnesota some things. They have a lot of heartbreak <laughs> in their sports. Quite true. Uh, it's the only thing they have. They're, all, they're just holding on to that Minnesota Twins championship. They really are, man. Because I'll tell you what, you know, living here, I've got a lot of Vikings friends Oof. and... Uh, Dire, dire yeah. stuff. Well, one of our buddies in particular, I mean, he was like, you know, he's used to it. He's lived here his whole life. So he's like, man, they're just never going to do it. But then when that Minneapolis miracle catch happened, he even, mm. he bought a shirt for he it. A shirt. all on it's like board. sad. He like has a shirt from that. Yeah. And then they huh. just, and I mean, me being a Green Bay fan, I was okay with it. And I was like, yeah, good. But just to see the life drain from his eyes, I was like, man. Sorry, bud. Number one. Zach, you paying attention? Kind of. <laughs> you're you're going to like this one. It's, it's Nintendo Entertainment System related. Guys, get a load of this. Blockbuster's most rented Nintendo Entertainment System video game. We're talking number one sucky fact here. You guys know what game this is? Frogger. Most Sim rented. Is most it Metroid? Rented Super Metroid? Most rented no, Nintendo Entertainment game. System Mario game. Kart. No, it's a great game. I know, but not But some of these not facts Super, this is not be Super, a sucky Not fact. Super Nintendo, Kyle. Oh, shoot, you're right. This is going to be something Nintendo. like Gang Bangers 2. Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl or... Monopoly. 
Monopoly. I, told, I, said, it. I said that. I said Monopoly? that earlier in this thing. I said, I said Monopoly. I guessed it. I knew it was going to be something sucky How like embarrassing that. is that? Sega at least had Sonic the Hedgehog come out that year, but uh, big letdown from uh, Nintendo. Can you imagine, though? I mean, I've got Monopoly on PS4 for some reason. <laughs> at least you can well, play that online. You can't something imagine. digital games. Well, this is one of my physicals. <laughs> <laughs> um. Out of like 35 physical PS4 games, Monopoly is one of them. <laughs> is Alex back? I don't think so. But those He's were all right. Let's. Well, I think. I think five, we just got to head towards our end. My top five sucky facts from 1991. I think we got to we got to take this guy guy in for a landing. Bring it to him. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. Okay. God damn it. (laughs) 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 Ooh. Hit the knee on the table on that one, listeners and gang. Okay, I am coming uh, coming at you live from Zach Factland called Zafactland. And got a new one this week, everybody. Got a new one. Oh. It's a twist. It's a twist, and everyone's doing the twist. It's the kids and the teenagers are playing the twist and then dancing the twist. It's called the Zach Pack Twist. <laughs> what is that guy on right now? I want some of that. Oh, the Zach Pack <laughs> Twist. What's the twist? It's a Zach Pack Twist. Yeah. All righty, gang. I'm going to read you, yes, all of you, Zach Facts, and you got a name, the movie that it's from. What movie was that from? Kung Pao. (sighs) What? Zoolander. All right. Anyways. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Are they going to be that subtle? Maybe. No, they're going to have words. Not just sound effects. (laughs) Okay. You got to be kidding me. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here's a here's a quote from a movie, not a quote. I'm an idiot. Here's a Zach fact from the movie from a movie. You tell me the movie. Okay. Woo! My first day. The mouse in the cage is the same mouse from Stuart Little. The mouse in the cage is the same mouse as in Stuart Little. Indian in the cupboard. Oh, submarine movie. Oh, it's a sub movie. Uh, it's one of the ones we've done. Was that not the implied? Abyss. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's only movies we've watched for this podcast. The Abyss. Oh, that I, okay. That's Ben's guess. The, it's wrong. Uh, uh, mouse in a cage. K nineteen. Yeah, K nineteen. Uh, Widowmaker. No, that was a ding, 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 ding. Really? K nineteen. I knew they had animals in in those ones. Good job, Jamie. Two points. Two points. One point to Ben for trying. Kyle, you get nothing. You didn't even try. Hey, I said the Indian in the cupboard, man. That's actually true. Give him a half point. Yeah, come on. It's a bad guess. It's not a good guess. I need to finish reading the Zach fact until I hear an answer. Is that understood? Hmm. Okay. Yes, Mr. Zach. Kevin Costner thought, and still does, that this was called Field of Dreams 2, A Wet Dream. Uh, water world. Water world. <laughs> oh, Kyle <laughs> casually gets it. 
Nicely done. I like that. A wet dream. My gosh. That was one of the ones. You guys laughed a lot at that. And I, all, and yeah, I felt good did. about myself. That was a good one. I think I gave you credit, like extra credit, because you were you were, you were really sucking them up that week until oh, that one was like Oh, these are ones that you've amazing. done before then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And you're guessing the move. Was that not implied? Maybe I just misspoke. But no, I, I, was, I, thought you were making, I thought you were making up now about movies that we watched that's before. What and I actually, I was going to say, also. that's very impressive. Oh, my yeah. God. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. Turns out the Russian captain was a pedophile. Wow. Um, <laughs> this was a Zach bag? Hunt for Red October? No. See, no. This is, where were there? Uh, Why do I look so white? I don't know. You do look really white. but God, um, it's terrible. The Russian captain. I want to see, oh, man, it's not, um, it's been talked about tonight. Rush. Really? Oh, hmm. the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Yep. Wow. Okay. I kept thinking about that one where you're like, <laughs> gosh, I think it was like the fifth episode where, um, <laughs> the sub was on fire. Like nobody knew that they were filming a movie. <laughs> it's just a natural reaction. Oh my god! Okay. Everybody, I'm sure all you dedicated Submersion fans will remember this famous Zach fact. (laughs) 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 Is this one of the ones that Zach couldn't get out? No, this is so stupid. It's like Zach's so own. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> Remember this good old Zach fact number? <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> quick, quick before Alex leaves again. The director right. felt that a facial in a submarine wasn't classy, <laughs> however, was told to include it in the film. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't. That seems totally out of context. No. <laughs> it's going to be the cunt for that's, Red October, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I, have to, I, uh, the porn movie. I think it's the first that's time we it. said that word on the on the pod. Oh, my God. Well, that's right. You got to bleep that. Bleep that out. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> was I right? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. Just the, the beginning of that fact, the director felt that a facial in a summer wasn't classy. Oh, my God. How did I ever think of that stuff? My, my Zach facts were better in the old days, I tell you. All right. Here's another quick one. A quick one. Matthew McConaughey was confused most of the movie. Uh, five, seven, five, seven, one. Five, yeah. said, someone said it first. Yeah. Me. Uh, okay. Okay. Good one. Good one. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another. Um, 
That one's too easy. How about... Um. Cases of crabs increased by 400% after this movie was released. It might be related. It's got to be dust pooped. Dust oh, pooped, right? shit, you're right. Yeah. 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 All right, the last one. Talk. They talked, talked a lot about crabs. Last one, gang. Last one. Okay, here we go. Let's say uh, it is... Okay, this is pretty obscure. All the pigs you... All the pigs used had the same name. Pigs? Uh, oh, Operation pigs. Petticoat. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Ben snipes it, dude. Wow. Ben no, snipes it. That's the whole stealing of things, yeah. No scopes it, man. Nice. Wow. All right. Oh, that was amazing trip down memory lane. I remember would you, I How remember quick would you have yours. guessed it if I would have said uh, – The other one, I, I was bouncing between the pigs one or originally had the title, Two Men in the Pink. Would you have known that one? That actually might have been harder. The pig, the pig was a big part of Operation Petticoat. Okay, okay, cool. Zach, I remember uh, one of yours so, yeah. back in the day that you couldn't get it out because it was choking you up so much. But it was uh, somebody's ex-wife showed up on set um, on the warpath, basically, and to to spite her ex-husband, she had sex with every member of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where that was from, though. What? Oh, my God. I got to try to find that. How long ago was that one? Oh, God. It's probably like episode 30 to episode 60 range. Oh, Man. shit. All right. Crazy, All right. dude. We've been doing this All for right. three years now. We were recording for three years. That's crazy. That's a yeah, long time. I think Alex is back if he's got some news for us. Well, it's... Uh, Kind of an older news story, but it's a news story nonetheless. Ooh. And I, I was just thinking this whole time, this is probably what Bill Pullman should have done for this last movie that we just watched. Or like his character. What was his character? Biff. Mm-hmm. Coming in from September of 2012, submarine commander, <laughs> fake death to end affair, the Navy says. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of stuff that we're looking for here. So, uh, turns out the Navy uh, found word of this and they relieved him of his duties uh, after he was found that he faked his own death in order to end uh, extramarital affair that he was having. Um, sounds like this captain had uh, met someone through online dating. So, for 2012, he's a little bit ahead of his time, I guess, because I feel like that's that's probably a little early on. I still um, frowned on at that point, maybe, or not, you know, yeah. what? as widely popular. I'm just kidding. 2007. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, turns out the woman uh, got pregnant somehow. Um, it happens. Unfortunately, you know, there were some complications due to that. According to this article, it doesn't say what. Um, but uh, I guess he sent some kind of note or some sort of package made it to her indicating that uh, he had died. And um, the lady went over to the house to give condolences, um, but he had actually moved. And the, the owner of the house from where he just moved said that the person actually, like the person ratted him out. And that's how they found out that he actually didn't die. So 
not a very good death faking or fake death, I guess is probably a better way to put it, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I just, I, I was looking up stupid news stories because we watched a stupid movie and this is one that <laughs> popped up. And I really think it's something that, uh, that Biff should have probably done. He probably should have tried to fake his own death. Now, in the movie, they probably just would have brought him back as, like, a skeleton, right? Dead captain. That would have been good. Probably would have been funnier. I probably would have rated it, like, a 9.95 at that point. Wow. A whole nother point zero one. Yeah. I can't find that's that. The only, that's the only good one I found. Could you imagine working your whole life up, being a Navy commander? You know, the same rank as James Bond. And <laughs> That's what everybody's co- thinking the- when they're going for that job, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All because he faked his, you know, he was the commander of USSS, USS Schittsburg. So, I mean, it makes sense. You know, he probably would do something like that, but. So I don't have notes on the time I talked about someone going to the set to get back at the director and having sex with all of them. <laughs> that, that is by yeah. far the funniest shit I've probably ever thought of because that's hilarious. So, Brom, just go back and uh, listen to episodes 30 through 60 yeah. and let Zach know. Well, it, it's not that bad because it would have to be one that both Zach and I were on. So and it had to have been before I started doing these Google notes. So which w- which was when? Which was let me go back to nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Eighty seven, he says. Um two thousand December seventh, two thousand seventeen. My first Google notes was Hunt for Red October. My God, two thousand seventeen. The release date of the Hunt for Red October was way after that. As you say, it was like our fortieth episode. It was December eighteenth. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just a link. That's just a link to a the drive. My oh, okay. where the fuck do I have that? Crimson Tide, December seventh, two thousand seventeen. Oh, well. you, you didn't watch that one. I got notes for it. <laughs> That's episode two. You didn't watch it. I'll find it, Zach. I'll find it. Don't worry. This movie made Steve Zahn's career. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Smash cut. Are we still recording? Probably. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceastudios at gmail.com. 